0: Living and the right to continue living is like driving on a two-way, two-lane highway up one side, down the other, with a middle yellow line which safely guides and warns all drivers to stand his right side of the road, coming or going. Human chiropractic drivers should use discretion, judgment, reason, and logic. Too many have misguided theories. Each driver has no right to wobble, <coughs> weave, or squeeze up to, or trespass onto, or cross over the center yellow line. If he does sooner or later, he will run into the other fellow coming from the other direction on the other side of the yellow line, or the other fellow coming from the other direction on the other side of the yellow line runs into him. In either event, the smash-up or wreck human lives lost. The yellow line is the dividing line between where each must keep from. Medical drivers also have a right to their right side of the yellow divide. Chiropractic drivers also have a right to their right side of the yellow line. The moment any medical man crosses the yellow line into the chiropractic lane, he is in trouble. Or the moment any chiropractor crosses the yellow line of the medical lane, he too is in trouble. <clears throat> the medical driver on his side of the yellow line has no business thinking he can sneak over the yellow center line on the other side of the highway. Neither has the chiropractor on his side of the yellow line any business thinking he's entitled to slip over, unobserved, over the yellow line into the medical territory. Either way would occasion a smash up with injuries to patient passengers on both sides of the highway. Don't be a yellow line chiropractor. I love this quote from B.J. Palmer, and to illustrate this point, I have a couple of things to talk about. So, first off, we had a young child come in, about 10 years old, the other day on Monday. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, he was at some kind of birthday party and some sort of, of athletic sort of birthday party with trampolines and bouncing and zip you know, stuff like that. Sounds fun. Uh, and that night, he had a bit of chest pain. So the parents said, oh, probably from bouncing up and down, you will just, you know, lay really yourself out of there. Uh, and, uh, but it didn't go away. So, uh, after like a week or so of having his chest pain, and now he's getting I'm about out get fed, like groaning, you know, getting out of bed and stuff. So now the parents are like, okay, now we're really concerned. So they pull up their nutrition, which is a logical thing. I take it to urgent care just to check his part. OK. That's, yeah, I think that's good. That's not a bad way to start. So they, so this is this is where the story gets good. So they went to the pediatrician. They did an EKG. The was argument is no problem. Of course, kid's 10 years old. I mean, this could be a rare, crazy thing. But here's the thing, though. So they came to see me. Reputation, no, you're not So they came to see me. So one of the first things I do after doing the history is I, I said to the boy, I said, can I give you a shirt and I look at that area, like your chest? Because what might be there? What might be it's crazy? Probably not. But what like anomaly might you see, physically, on a chest of a boy? Just carrying out. or a practice. Yeah, practice, right? Let's say a practice in our a practice in Mexico. So I said, let me just look at it. So I looked at it. OK, I understand. I said, do you mind if I put my hands on a touch? So you to touch your chest. He said, no, that's not wrong." So I, I touched his chest. And guess what the mom says? The other doctor didn't look or touch his chest. Let me teach you a very important thing in patient management. Always a touch within a reason. Always touch the area of pain. I don't care that you're an observable chiropractor and a person talking about the big toe. Touch the will you? Because if you don't touch the area that is in that is major complaint, unless of course you can. But if you can not touch the area that they're talking about, and you don't, what does the person think about that? Yeah, you don't know, you don't care. So then the next thing I said, this, this is a 10-year-old boy. And do most 10-year-old boys like eat like organic, gluten-free, dairy-free, vegan? No. So what do you think what do you think his typical diet is? a 10-year-old woman? Chicken nuggets. Yeah, chicken nuggets, and pizza, and crackers, and chips, and pretzels, and nachos, and all this dry food on his junk food. So I said, does he ever have any digestive issues? Well, as a matter of fact, he's always there. He was a little prisoner. I said, so did anybody talk to you about it? like right. what could what is an issue be right over here that's related to the diet? Two things. Two things right over here. Yeah, it could be GERD, it could be reflux. Right? Could be, could be reflux he could get other reflux because he's eating junky food he's, you know, burning this stuff and, and, and he's destroying his esophagus. Number one, what else might be over here? So maybe if he gets a little, a little more stressed out the most is what might be right in this area? I Thyoverdian. Right? The the the, the subjects be pulling up, right? And guess what the mom says about my line of thinking? Wow! You know, they they didn't talk about that either, and that's a huge issue we've had with it for years. It's like it just never eats well, it's always having stomach aches or whatever. This and that, right? And I'm just some chiropractor. Like, right? I'm just some wild I was like, wow! Like you were like Donald Dick and this other person, this other doctor. And that's why I didn't do it for that reason. Like that's not my goal, is to show someone else. My goal is just to just get the information. Right? Let's dig down and dig down and dig down. And not that the other person did anything wrong, the other person did exactly what they were supposed to do, which is is there a crisis with the heart? No, there isn't, okay, then take some calamol or whatever. Right? So, so in that sense, the job is that, In that sense, in that sense the job was done. Right? But in my opinion, this is just my opinion, I feel like what would have been a good Next step, if I was this other doctor, was to say, you know, what we're seeing isn't working, but maybe you should like go to chiropractor or, you know, fair analysis and some information. Wouldn't that make sense. Why is there this damn separation? Right? Why, is, why, why does that exist? I, I can't figure this out. Because I work really well with other providers. Why don't they play fair with us? I don't understand. It really upsets me to think about this. <clears throat> but it is what it is, and it's what we have to do all the time. And then I have another thing I want to show you that I think is very interesting and very relevant. And it's based upon this article. Another very profound article. Not profoundly important so I want to show you the last week. another very profound article. And it says, stop that. It's not to relax, but a new type of mass sociogenic illness. apparently apparently, there has been this massive increase in the last couple of years of this Tourette-like illness where especially affecting those born as females are watching things on like YouTube and TikTok and Twitter and stuff and there are some... Very, very popular, like over a billion views, uh, people with Tourette's who are posting what it looks like to have a Tourette's, like, you know, episode. And you know what about? Tourette's is like a tick, but usually it's a vocal tick accompanied by some sort of muscular movement. Um, so apparently, what's happening is that there are some people born as females who are watching these videos on TikTok, YouTube, etc., and then somehow. Not necessarily imitating it because they're not like trying to, to do this, but they are in some way starting to do the same or similar behaviors as these girls that are on YouTube and TikTok. So I never heard of anything like this before, so of course I'm talking to my wife about this. Um, and this is, it used to be known as like a mass sociogenic illness, but now <laughs> what these authors and this is from Germany, what these authors are talking about is a, is a massive social media-induced illness. Because what they're finding is, I don't know, that I don't know like, this is amazing, this isn't a journal brain, uh, but what they're finding is that when these kids, when they are identified as being participants, uh, with this YouTube stuff, this TikTok stuff, and they start taking these things away from these kids, or well, sometimes in a lot of people, or in a lot of the cases, they seem to improve. So this is very interesting. Now, are they, are they saying that this is directly related to the watching of the videos, etc. This is yet to be determined, but it is of note that this is what's out there in the literature, and I wanna show you this other article that I read about this, this is coming from the Atlantic magazine. <clears throat> and in the Atlantic magazine, what they're talking about is how they're calling this particular group of disorders a functional neurological disorder, or FND. The word functional denotes a glitch in how the brain software works that function somehow affects the nervous system. That produces unwanted, involuntary sounds and movements. Okay, you're, you know where I'm going right? you with know this. Who should take care of these kids? Because what 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 most of these kids are what do most of them receive if they go somewhere? What do most of them receive? Medication, number one, and number two, somatolyn. When you're something, you're just kind of wacky kid here and you know we have to get you that my wife won't like this but not that you should go to a psychologist right you know they won't go to a psychologist or psychiatrist but like that's not what the problem is right now yes the social media probably played a big factor because there's a lot of mimicking that goes on right we all we all know the copycat you probably heard my wife talk about this copycat syndrome where uh, you know like documented there's some crazy person on the media who does some horrible things, and then other people decide to copy it to see it. So I, uh, we've heard of this podcast So that's what this is, is part of. But who else is going to be taking care of? Functional neurological disorders. Who are the people who do functional neurology? It's firecrackers. Right? This is a, to me, this is a brain-based issue. Now, yes, certainly, by saying to, to the parent or the the teenager who is watching this kind of stuff. You might want to like, mean yourself off of these kind of things. It's not a bad idea <laughs> right? And certainly, there's been a lot more stress in the world in the last couple of years with the pandemic. And kind of, of However, to me, when I look at this thing, a functional neurological disorder, it's not, this isn't just the only thing as a whole. This is functional neurological disorders. <laughs> when you look at something like that, who's the people who should be taking care of this? Those but who is the? Who are the people who are taking care of this? It ain't us. And my question is, why not? My question is, why not? Because let me show you this list here. Bless you. Thank you. <coughs> so, uh, conversion disorder, psychogenic seizures, dissociative seizure, nystagmus, FND. You know, these are the kind of things. Like, why aren't we? People who are taking care of kids with motor dysfunctions and sensory dysfunctions and episodes of altered awareness. Why aren't we the ones taking care of this kind of stuff? Because we just want to take care of our back pain. I was just, just giving you that whiplash, the first injury stuff. That hey, yes, this stuff is lucrative. And I always take care of, it. like you said, hey, she I mean, she been a patient for years. She was a car. of course, should be working on is these. is functional neurological. So we yeah. are brain-based chiropractors. My job, if we want to see chiropractors really take its next place, because after 120-something years, we haven't gone anywhere. So if we want to see us take our next right place, we better understand what we're really working on. And that's why I take care of so many kids with so many issues that would probably fall under this functional neurological disorders the kids with ADHD, the kids with autism, the kids with brain disorders, the kids <coughs> with all these different, uh, taking care of kids with ticks and threats and that kind of stuff. We should be the ones doing this. We should be the leaders of this. And I know I'm, i like, you know, I, I, I had no intention of actually making this a topic today, but this thing came up yesterday. I just found that one, one thing I love doing is I love subscribing to some of these journals and articles because it's possibly a study stuff that I want to look at, right? So you, you, you subscribe to each other, you don't have to pay for it, you just get not put on the words. And when the word pediatric comes up, or cultural or comes up, they send you a link, Right? So this is how I keep my, voice. this is how I keep my rest of all this stuff, because I'm constantly getting these feeds coming to me, telling me what to look at, telling me what I might be interested in. So I suggest that you do this, if you care to step off our gate. Chiropractors need to step up their game because this is the direction I think chiropractors are going in, is brain-based functional neurological issues. Because just taking care of, not that that thing is bad or wrong, but it's just so small in comparison. Like if you think about it, what what number of people in this country have some sort of Like functional neurological disorder, not necessarily these kind of things, but the the true issues that we're seeing is one in five adults and one in five kids have some sort of diagnosed neurological issue going on. One in five. Look it up. We're the ones who should be taking care of (laughs) this.